Hey there and welcome to episode number two of the World of Presentation podcast brought to you by 356 Labs. This is actually season number two and today we are talking to a very special guest whose name is, wait for it, Virginia Y about what's the connection between fashion, photography and presentations. So Virginia, that's, it's so strange for me to call you this way <laughs> but anyway tell us yeah. a bit more about you and welcome to our interview sessions hello everybody my name is virginia wine i'm a fashion and advertising photographer and also the host of the fashion photography podcast um i know it's weird for you to call me like that Very. it's probably because <laughs> um it's a, more of a nickname because okay. my native name is quite difficult to pronounce for foreigners so I just decided to stick to Virginia. <laughs> no, okay. So I really wanted to pick uh, kind of your brain about what are the connections, what are the things that are very close to our industry, because the people that are listening to this are going to be people who, for one reason or the other, care about presentations, right? The name of the podcast, all of that stuff. So you deliver a lot of seminars, a lot of workshops related to your work which means that automatically you are also a presenter. So what do you do to make sure that all of those seminars, trainings, workshops are on the level that you want them to be? Well, to be honest with you, I think that my initial profession, being a photographer, is super, super close to creating a presentation. Because what okay. you Why do, because what you do for your clients, the very fact that you want to show their product or their thoughts or whatever it is that they have to communicate with their clients is exactly what I'm doing for my clients. So I think we're very related. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and the thing is, for you, I think it's even a little bit easier because it, you can have a little bit more time than I do. Okay. For example, whenever I work... Because with, of the time you take the shot or because of the... I think because you, you can spend more time on, present, on presenting your thoughts. Maybe sometimes yep. you have like 30 seconds. I agree to that. But if you have like a real session you have more time to convince them. And in my case, with a photograph, especially nowadays when everything is flooded with photos, yeah. you have to create a photo that is really captivating for the viewer. That's true. Yeah. So I think our professions are very related. And in terms of um, my seminars and workshops, I, I honestly think that I don't know. Actually, it's going to be very important for me to... That's a good answer to... <laughs> for the people that are listening. How do you prepare? Well, I don't know. No, no, no. It's not what I meant. I mean, I don't know if I'm right, but I would okay. love to hear your thoughts on this because I think a presenter can be someone who can develop this kind of knowledge to sure. present, yep. but also there are people that are just born with it. For example, they like to be in the lights. They like to have a mic in front of them. Okay. Am I right? What do you think? So for sure, there are people that are better positioned to succeed. Let's put it this way. Mm -hmm. However, I ju I'm just coming out of a training session with a very, very big company where the guy that came with me um, after the training ended on and on, he wanted to continue the discussion because he wanted to kind of improve his skills throughout 2020. Mm -hmm. I was about to say 2019 for some reason, but 2020. <laughs> and he is also looking at those guys like Jobs, like uh, Satya Nadella, or because he's in the technology business, in 
where all of those top people, all of those top CEOs are, they look like they mm-hmm. were born with this. However, the truth is not even close. Like nobody was born with it. I'm sure yeah, about for that. Sure, uh, for sure, for some of them, it's easier to learn. However, at the end of the day, it is a skill. And what makes it different, like the difference that we see as the people who are consuming those presentations, in our case, as people who are building Mm -hmm. very often those type of presentations is that the focus and the energy that goes behind the scenes of all of those people that spend first of all very a lot of resources not only on building the story but also the rehearsal part so as with everything everything looks very easy but you don't know what's behind it for sure for some people it's easier to get to a specific level but otherwise it's just as every other skill you have to focus on it and just push mm-hmm. it hard with practical exercises let's put it this way and just exercise yeah for sure i mean i've never thought that you just are born with it yeah. and, and that's it you can present in front of everyone it's but very hard <laughs> yeah uh, for sure you need exercises and but the thing is if you have the leverage of being comfortable in front of an audience okay i think this is so amazing and this is it means that you're one step ahead of everyone who is going to present ever uh and actually talking about this part about exercising Mm -hmm. making sure that you're prepared to do this this is also another point that we can connect photography and presentation because again people think that whenever they see an (laughs) image it's just so easy to create it you you have to just take a snap and that's it in my world yeah it looks easy Mm -hmm. but i think it's because we Mm -hmm. make it look easy yep for me, it took me a lot of years because yeah. this is my high school education, my BA, my MA, and I've, I've been working for different photographers as an assistant. And finally, I can say that I've been in the industry for 12 years. Yeah, I've got clients like Huawei. I have clients like, for example, I have, uh, it was by the way in the past, but also part of my clients list is Nestle. So... And of course, looking at all these magazines, Elle, L'Officiel, Bazaar, and so on and so on. But in order to build this, you have to rehearse a lot, which means that you have to shoot for yourself. You have to shoot for smaller clients. And it's, I think, the same with presentation, exactly when you have to repeat everything. Uh, For example, many times when I'm uh, preparing myself for a presentation. Would it be... be true to say would it be correct to say that when you are rehearsing in the mode that you are taking the shots for yourself i just talked with this person and again back to this really cool guy that we talked about how he can become like the next level presenter that he Mm -hmm. wants to be and i also advise him that he has to push himself to practice and to present in front of different audiences in in different situations Absolutely. Is it the same? Like, are you getting like the experience or are you getting something or are you also everyone who are in, who is in this industry? Are you also practicing in different like scenarios so that even though your case is like one very niched, let's put it this way, if it's correct, very niche scenario, you get so much inspiration and knowledge because you have taken so many other types of photos, so many in so many other situations, cases, etc. 
It's so funny for me that you're asking this because my last seminar was exactly about that, about okay. having a backup plan and uh, making sure that you can cover every situation regardless okay. of what's going on the set today. So to make sure, to summarize my whole <laughs> presentation, you have to actually get in the position of living through that situation whether you're going to do it with a client which is the worst case scenario in my opinion or you're going to do photo shoots for yourself you're going to rehearse on the client yeah (laughs) no no it's not what i meant uh it's it's more of a having a certain situation in front of a client something that have never happened to you before so in order to prevent a situation like this because it really is the worst case scenario. Yeah. I think it's going to be so much benef- more beneficial for you if you simply try and, for example, organize a photo shoot for your own social media. As, as you can see from many photographers' Instagrams, for example, it's full of photos all of the yeah. time. So these photographers, most of the time, are shooting something for their social media. This is not done for a client. Yeah. This is because they want to keep their inspiration up. And the best part about this, in my opinion, is that, yes, you create some content for your social media, but also you make sure that if you have a certain situation that you haven't expected, you now know how to prevent. Or at least you have the time to spend and think how you can manage this. And I think this is super important, not just in my world, but also in your world. because. You don't know what kind of audience you're going to have, especially in the beginning. For example, I have um, I have made presentations in front of students, like high school grads, and also in these are very yeah. specific type of audience. <laughs> it was it was hilarious. I had no idea. They have told me that I'll be in front of students that are already at the university, and I had to talk about retouch, and it was hilarious because my I have. I prepared for them back then a speed retouch of a girl, but this girl was barely wearing any clothes. Mm-hmm. And when oh, I saw wow. the audience, that oh was my god, for some at least. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it was just amazing. Anyways, they were captured <laughs> by the photo and probably by the naked girl. I admit that. Sure. Yeah, but um, I what I meant was that you have to prepare yourself. Because, for example, we can compare this audience to a professional audience that I've also had. It's very different, for sure. Yeah, it's very different. But you have to put yourself in situations like this because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And unexpected cases (laughs) during presentations, well, that's not something um, surprising to me. Okay. So, for example, what do we have, like, if you have to go back... In the last year or so, let's say, well, were there any <laughs> were there any unexpected situations except for the one that you already mentioned okay. during a presentation, seminar, workshop, training, whatever? What do you prefer? Do you prefer a good example or a bad example? <laughs> let's go. Let's go good and one good and one bad. I okay, think I think fair. the bad example is more important because you can always <laughs> learn from it. Uh, And for me, it's very important to learn from everybody's mistakes, not just yours. That's very true. Yeah, right. 
if you learn only from your mistakes, this means that you have to make a lot of yeah. them. You're missing on a lot of yeah. <laughs> cool stuff in there. <laughs> That's for sure. So about the bad situation, for example, I had an event like this for photographers. I had to uh, talk, I think it was on beauty back then. because no, right? Or in my case, you can really rarely stick to just presenting okay though it, it is sometimes a case Meaning that you have to also show stuff yeah it, there is a demo it has like to be to more say. yeah like a workshop even yeah. i i think it's very the the line there is very blurry yeah. in the photo world but i had a model i had a uh, makeup okay artist during the event during, the yeah, workshop the event and okay. it was uh, divided on two different parts first i had to talk a little bit about the industry and give some uh cool tips on what to do and not to do <laughs> in a in a certain situation exactly when you're shooting beauty and after this there was this um part where people were able to actually shoot the model and i was able to also give them some advices on what to do and not to do so um, this I was. Have, sorry, I have never ever thought that there are people who you can actually hire yeah. to be your models for a workshop. Of I course. Under, I understand that <laughs> you hire them in the same way for a session. Yeah. I would just never. It never crossed my mind that, wait a minute, you can hire them for a workshop too. Yeah, you can hire them okay. for basically everything as soon as don't, their booker is okay with that. <laughs> okay, don't tell everything. <laughs> as soon as their don't booker is okay, okay with it. Um, but you have to tell them in advance. Okay, yeah. So if someone's listening, they definitely need to know that. Okay. If you're working with a model for whatever the reason it is, you have to tell the booker. Because this, if, if you don't do it, it means that you can easily just skip the call next time because no one's going to pick up. Are the models... Not that I'm interested, just <laughs> even though I'm interested because we have you're various clients. Yeah, you're and, interested since yeah, you're asking. <laughs> yeah, that's also true. So are the models being hired through an agency yeah. or every single time? Mo most of the times. Well, or no? there are freelance models. Okay. It's not my first choice to call a freelan okay. freelance model. Okay. Because if you call an agency, you can always... Or an agent. Yeah. Sometimes. Okay. You can always rely on backup. So if this girl is sick today... Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. You will always have another one. And if you call a freelance model, you will... And something happens to her. That's a good point. I yeah. Like you will basically... That's the same, by the way, when... I won't do that comparison because we haven't... Thankfully, we haven't been compared recently to a freelancer. Mm -hmm. Because most of the times we got compared to freelance designers. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, we kind of succeeded, I think, or at least that's what I'm seeing, to change the people's opinion that we are not a presentation design mm -hmm. agency, but a full-blown presentation agency because we spent as much time on the story itself, more or less, as the design. Yeah. Um, and many people see the design because it's the visual that you see, but what's behind it, what are the words behind it? why are those words selected and chosen is also a very interesting thing and i'm really happy that like for our own company now they started seeing that we are not just designers and they don't compare us anymore with freelance designers even though i respect all of them because some of them are yeah really great mm -hmm. people and really good professionals I and experts 
I think it's good when people... And creatives. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. I think that it's very good when people don't actually consider the work that you put behind what they see as a presentation because, in my opinion, it means that you've done a really good yep. job. Yeah. They cannot feel you being around. Yeah. Means that you're really, really good at this. Yeah. And I really like... <laughs> some photographers are really getting pissed off for example when they hear about some of their images that it's probably so easy to take this photo yeah but i think it's They're something that off. yeah but isn't that a compliment i i think it's a compliment yeah okay because, because it's I, something that, it means that it looks effortless yeah exactly yeah and, and when people, you make it look effortless yeah. it's the it means the that ultimate. You're good. it's like the <laughs> ultimate thing yeah yeah but to go back to the bad example so Part of uh, my seminar, sorry, my seminar was part of a month-long event. I don't know how to call it, but okay. Basically, in in one month, there were different events connected to photography. And each and every week, there was a different photographer presenting a certain topic. So I was one of the photographers, but I wasn't the first. And the previous week, there was a photographer talking about fashion, I think. But it's easy to do a seminar because I told you that I had a model. It's easy to do a seminar on beauty because it means one less person. Because okay. if I do a seminar on fashion, this means that I also need a stylist, someone to bring clothes for the model. So I decided to stick to just beauty because okay. you only need a model and a makeup artist. And... It turned out that the presenter from the previous week was in the room <laughs> during my presentation. So? And I was telling the people that one of the very important things, in my opinion, for shooting beauty photography is having the right model. And okay. one of the people in the audience who was right in front of me started laughing. But not in a bad way. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah, he, he was cool, yeah. <laughs> um, but obviously there was something funny for him. Yeah. And I was like... Did you react? I, yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, always. That means that you're present though. Of course, okay. you have to Because be. there are some people that are not going to even be able to scan that. That's why I'm asking, which means that you are present and you are like scanning yeah. the audience for their reaction, which is always the good thing to have i think it's very important because do. otherwise i cannot measure if i'm doing good yeah. or a bad job and also every time i'm starting my seminars or workshops or whatever i'm always telling them that what i prefer is to have a conversation so if anyone has any questions they can simply raise a hand and we can continue talking sure. because you know as much as you rehearse you if if this is a topic that you're really into you know it very well. Yeah. It doesn't mean that everyone in your audience knows it very well. So sometimes, yeah. exactly, sometimes you have to, sometimes you're skipping points. Yeah. Not because you want to, but because you know these things. Yeah. And people don't. So if it's a conversation and if somebody is not really familiar with what I'm saying, I prefer them to say that instead of being lost until the end of the presentation. Yeah. So for me, that's important. And so this person started laughing and I was like, hey, do you want to share with us? And he was like, yeah, the previous week I was here with another presenter and he was talking about fashion. And he said that 
the model is basically a hanger. Whoops. Whoa. And, and you should have seen my face. I was so, oh my God. I, even now, <laughs> I have goosebumps when I think about it. How can you tell someone that is a hanger? I mean, that that's so bad. So, yeah. so it was really difficult situation because I had no idea how to react to this. I'd be really curious if that person tells some of the top models out there, well, you're just a hanger. <laughs> You know, not that like forget the fact that you are one of the best paid paid people on the planet you're just a hanger yeah that is insane uh, i this I, is just brutal yeah it was but it's also very very bad in terms of you i, I mean i don't ever want to insult anyone that is a no-no yeah right even if Never. Even if someone does re something really stupid, I still don't want to insult them because yeah. it depends on so many things. It literally depends on the day that you're having. Maybe yep. you're not stupid at all. That's true. <laughs> so I don't want to insult people. But what happened in this situation was basically that this person was insulting other people. And my model was next to me. You should have seen her face yeah, next I can to imagine. mine. Yeah. And I'm risking a lot here because if I don't say anything, this means that my model will be pissed off. Yep. She'll give nothing to the audience. Yep. So I was in a really bad situation. And while I was thinking what to answer, yeah. which took me like about half a second, but still the person, the, the previous presenter yeah. from the previous week, he was ready with an answer. And he was like, hey, you know what? No, what, what I said was different. I mean, she's talking about beauty and I'm talking about fashion. <laughs> and he started talking. And it, it was a situation where someone else is taking your stage. Yeah. And you have to somehow gain it back. Yep. You control it. Exactly. So in a very fast way, I had to turn things over and not insult anyone. <laughs> but... My main mission, in my opinion there, is not to um, prevent situations like this. It's to just bring the information to the people. Most of my seminars are very educational. Okay. And I want to just educate the people that are there. So I decided that the one thing that you can do in a situation like that is to act like a freaking human being. So I said the truth. That's good. Thank you, dear colleague. That's really nice of you to jump in. But, however, you had the stage last week. And now it's my time. Because, I think, because I'm a woman, he did not expect this. Okay. Yeah. So, he, he was put in a situation where I did not insult him. Okay. However, I showed him where... That, that the stage is mine today. Yeah. So he had to be silent. Yeah, by the way, in those moments, the way you say that... With a big smile. <laughs> exactly. Will be... Yeah. Will decide everything. Exactly. Yeah. So I said the only thing that crossed my mind at this moment, and it was the truth. I mean, I'm what I said back then and what I would repeat today would be that I'm a human and I am acting with the rest of the people the way I want them talk to me so i would never call someone a hanger yeah because i don't want this type of you know opinions on my end yeah and uh, with lots of smiles and with yeah. lots of laugh we somehow managed to get out of it yeah somehow <laughs> <laughs> okay. but i think it's very important to have 
um, as you said, to, to be super smiling throughout the whole process and to just make sure that these people know that it's a safe space. Yep. Whenever you want to turn a, a simple seminar, not into you taking the stage, but into a conversation. Yeah. Anyway, going back to the going back to the preparation, like when you're preparing a material like a workshop like that, what is behind what happens behind the scenes? Well, there are different parts to it because first I have to prepare my presentation and especially when I'm working with let's say a brand because that's most of the seminars and workshop and presentation work that I do. Um, they're usually for brands like photography brands, let's say Canon, Sony and so on. Yeah. So whenever you do something like this, first, of course, you have to meet with those people. You'll have to, what we usually do is to discuss the topics that are relevant right now, what can be interesting for the people and how to plug also the, the particular item that they want to sell. Okay. Because, so in your case, okay, yeah, there that, is a nuance there. Yeah. Um, it's not always with a brand. It's not always for a certain item. Okay. It's just, it could be just um, photography event connected to something. By the way, I'm really super open to talk about very different stuff other than photography. Okay. But because this is my main forte, that's why people are calling me for presentations yeah. like that. So in a case like this, you usually have to meet with a brand. You have yeah. to talk to them. And I'm super lucky to say that I've been invited to things like that. So I don't have to reach out to the brand yeah. beforehand. And uh, I think that's very beneficial for me because I, I have my name already. People know what I do and they're yeah. reaching out. So if you are here, this is great for you. Now you only have to learn how to talk to the certain brand and how to figure out what would be the topics that are interesting for the people because you're in a situation where you're a professional you know what you're doing but many times especially in a case like this you're um, delivering something to an audience that is not on your level yet yeah so you have to somehow figure out their needs yeah, yeah. and of course a brand like that can always point you to the right direction because they know their demographics which is great. But after that, of course, um, I like to do things by myself. I really love to do it. So maybe some people are delegating work. I'm not that type of person in terms of calling because many times I, I usually use my personal connections. And I know that if I call a certain agency, for example, they're going to give me the models that I want. Okay. And I have worked with them. So I yeah. know who's going to be a good fit for the audience and so on. And if I delegate this work to somebody, let's say in the brand, and they call the agency, the conversation is going to be very different. different yeah, yeah, for sure. So I usually call the agency, the makeup artist and whoever I need. Yeah. And what I would leave to the brand is to book the, the space. Venue. Yeah, exactly. To create the event, to bring their followers, audience, whatever. And... I'm not going to just leave this part to them. I'm also going to invite, to invite my followers because these are usually the people that are most interested in you, right? Yep. So for me, it's very important to do that because these people are like, they're not just your followers. They're your admirers. So they deserve, in my opinion, always a front seat. Yeah. You know, maybe I cannot provide them with a front seat. 
but I can provide the them. Zone. Yeah. <laughs> the VIP. <laughs> but I can provide them with the information. Yeah. Because they might not be that connected to the certain brand, but they're connected to me. Yeah. So I will always try and do a live connected to that or at least a video to post to my social media to make sure that people will know. And okay. it's both beneficial for me and also for the brand, I think. Yeah. If that is allowed, by the way, because... Yeah. Yeah. But if it's it allowed. Makes sense but in my allowed. case, it, it yeah. is allowed because they're asking it's even me... To, yeah. If you do it. Yeah. They're case, asking yeah. me to go there because of my name. So they basically rely on part yeah, of my followers yeah, of course, to come yeah but what you also are doing is something that we advise our clients so badly in that direction because i heard you saying that you meet with the brand first to yeah. hear their requirements which means that you want to understand the audience the yeah. first audience is the brand because they're purchasing let's use that word that workshop yeah and then you also analyze the audience that's coming for that event itself mm -hmm. and you can get the information from as we like to say the organizer in this case the organizer is the brand yeah but that helps you tailor the whole experience towards both the brand and uh, mm -hmm. the students let's put them let's let's call them students now yeah for a second which is something that we constantly try to kind of say to our clients that without them knowing who is going to be in front of them it doesn't really matter what we are going to say because if we don't know who is in front of us we are in a very bad spot and there are so many ways to find it out yeah like that's the dangerous thing in a beautiful way because we always tell them hey look on the web go or talk to the organizer sometimes you are the organizer mm -hmm. Or ask your network, like the people around you. They will know a lot. Or ask the audience. Because or ask them, by the way, I'll, okay, go yeah, for it. Yeah, because nowadays it's so easy to do that. That's also true. Right? For example, during our last session with a brand like that, I was ready with the idea because I had a problem and a need of a backup plan. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, this is something that I have never seen before done as a workshop or a seminar. And this is something that I would attend today. Yeah. Though I'm a professional and I've been in the industry for 12 years, I would go to something like that. Yeah. And they were super happy about it. But many times if you don't know the brand or if it's something new that you want to do, maybe you can just ask them to put on their social media a question. What type of seminar would be interesting for you? Yeah. I'm doing the same on my social media. Yeah. And people and this way I can get her not just a topic for this workshop, but for, but for 10 the future That's workshops. True. By the exactly. way, two two very interesting things here. I think they are interesting that people can take away very easily. So we are going to be in London in April. I believe it's in in April and we have a work, one day workshop with at an event that's called Excel Jesus that will be tricky um, but Global Excel Summit Here Maybe you can put it Wo in the show notes I will Global <laughs> Excel Summit this is by the way I have never ever seen somebody caring so much about the details at mm -hmm. an event mm -hmm. as those guys there like it is insane it is impressive stuff That is awesome and, Yeah and it is for Excel like <laughs> excel come yeah. on like it's not the sexiest tool or topic <laughs> on the planet but they make it look yeah. sexy which is so nice uh there who runs the event actually worked for apple mm -hmm. as an event coordinator awesome. and planner and stuff like that. She, she knows mm -hmm. how, how those things go um and 
we are going to do a workshop there. And the first thing that I wanted to add here is that in our case, it's harder in this case to get the information through yeah. the social media mm-hmm. because the influence in the same way as in your case is not yeah. kind of the same. But what we asked Thea to do was we thought, uh, we just talked with her and said, hey, is it possible? We know who is coming to our workshop. Like she can tell us that even though, uh, even with all the GDPR related stuff, yeah. we can get a sense, right? Mm-hmm. We can get a sense. However, I asked her, hey, can we set a date? And after that date, can we send a personal email to everybody who registered and just ask them, hey, Boris, your trainer will be in CC. Just let him know what do you want to take out of this training. Awesome. Because this way you help him customize the training for you. Like that is something that we're going to do for that event in particular. And I believe that everyone who is delivering workshop, once you have the registrations, you can easily do that. Like you can reach out over phone or over email and just ask, hey, what's going to do that event, the best event that you have ever been to? Like, what do you want me to cover? What do you want to learn? Whatever the topic is. That being said, I have seen somebody who is in our space. I'll get to the name after a second. Probably (laughs) is just... I'm going through in in my it's going in my head. I'm going to come up with a name. Uh, so he's from Germany. He did a workshop here in Sofia on body language. He's one of the top experts in body language mm-hmm. in the world. Stefan Vera. If you oh, guys don't know him, really cool guy, really clever guy. He really knows body language. I have to say, he's you can say a competitor or what have you, but for me, it's just a colleague. So mm. he did something extremely clever during his workshop oh, tell me. so <laughs> he did a workshop we went there and the topic is body language but you can say you know a lot about body language but you never know a lot like that is one of the topics that you never you if you ever say i know it all yeah you're you, you have lost wrong. your mind yeah you, you have <laughs> lost your mind so i'll go there because i i'm sure that i'll get something from him i surely get however what i also get is something very connected to what you said one of the exercises during the workshop is the following. He says, so that it also brings dynamics to the training itself. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm going to split you in groups. I'm going to give you these colorful papers. Put them on the wall. And I, I want every group to write the five things or the 10 things. Like, I don't remember okay. anymore. Let's say the 10 things that you guys want to take out of this oh, seminar. That's awesome. So this is a group exercise. And afterwards, you will select one person that's going to present What do you want to hear and why? Mm -hmm. So he combines like the customer. You can, you get it already, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So so he's doing the exercise. Is dynamics in the room. You have the team building type of related thing. You have the presenting. He analyzes your body language when you're presenting. If you are the selected presenter, you can guess that I was selected in my group. (laughs) Uh, And then, however, he doesn't cover every topic from those five lists which are 50 things if you like these are 50 things that are different yeah that everyone can cover but that gave him so much data and insight on what he needs to develop or what he come can come up with the next year yeah when i saw this i was like this guy <laughs> is clever i like it i just like it that's something that I believe everyone who's listened to listens to this, just have it in mind. It's very clever type of exercise, quote unquote, which can give you a lot of insight behind the scenes. I'm definitely gonna try that. I'm also <laughs> I'm also like every single time when we're doing doing a workshop, I'm constantly scanning, should I do it now? Like should, <laughs> is there like should I do it now? Is that the proper workshop to do that? I'm 
constantly like, on, I think on the, should, like constantly watching for it. I think you should not even ask yourself yeah, questions I also like think this. So. You yeah, just have to do it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's very important the, because the amount of data data that he got yeah. was insane. Yeah, I was blown. Away. I I looked at it and I, I looked at it. I was like. Oh my God, there are so many articles in this. There are so many podcast episodes. He, for example, has a... There are so many YouTube videos. He, by the way, recommending his YouTube channel, super cool YouTube channel that he has. Uh, There's just so much really cool stuff that people would appreciate if they... if they had it yeah right and you have to gather this information in in a nice and neat way i think many people are just forgetting about this part yeah they're like yeah i've got these little pieces of paper and i'm just gonna stack them here this is not the way to do it no not anymore (laughs) i'm always reminding this myself because it really is important because you're always busy with something you're asking yourself whether it's the right time to do something it's never the right time. It right. was a minute ago. Yeah, that's also true. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think that, by the way, it's already an hour or so, I think. Maybe. Do you want to wrap it up? Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> last, try to think about people that are in the corporate world and the people that are presenting in front of their colleagues or managers or execs or saying execs meaning executives or customers like if you have to give them one advice like from your world what would you say they have to be doing i don't really have to think about that because that's (laughs) my situation yeah whenever i talk to a client i'm in a situation like that whenever i talk to an audience i'm in a situation like that so whenever you do something ask all of the questions i don't think there is a stupid question I don't think that you you will embarrass yourself with a question. Ask everything. But don't ask yourself. Ask okay, related the to what? Questions related to? To everything. For example, in, if you're in a situation with a client and okay. you don't understand something. Sure. Ask understand. away. Okay, yeah, sure. Exactly. Got it. You don't have to figure it out by yourself later because you're probably going to figure it out in the wrong way. Yeah. Better maybe. ask the client. Even if you are risking it to sound stupid okay even if you are not sure exactly what you want to ask ask all of the questions possible and you'll come up with an answer or at least they'll figure it out that you are thinking about their problem okay which is very important for your clients and audience to know that you are actually involved in what they're experiencing yeah yeah. So this don't is, be afraid to ask. Yeah, don't be afraid to ask because many people are. That's true. And everyone is like, I'm just gonna ask Google. Don't ask Google. Google is great. It can it can work in many cases, but having a personal connection, I think this is the best thing. When you tell a story, when you ask questions, when you involve your audience, when you involve your client, this means that you care. And even if they don't, because they're always some people in the audience that don't care really sure. that much and clients that are like hey i just want to pay you and this to be done if they see that you're involved i think this is a great way for them to be involved too and this is also a great option for you to come back again yeah so last one where can people find everything that you are doing uh, that's a very heavy question for me 
<laughs> there are a lot of places. But honestly, <laughs> yeah, you can you can find I think everything on Instagram, which is Virginia Y dot photo because Virginia Y was already taken. <laughs> so the, the the other one is yours is Virginia Y dot photo and dot there, photo. Okay. Yeah, okay. you can you can see everything. You can see my podcast. You can have a link for my website you can see everything that i'm doing and you can also see some little snippets of my life on the story because for me the story is much more interesting uh, the story format in instagram you mean? yeah yeah okay. yeah the feed i mean the feed is great you can okay. see my work there most of it on my website but i think the story is super interesting i completely ditched the stories i know i'm <gasps> wrong oh i know God. i'm wrong i understand it's just stories are exactly like presentation yeah, I yeah. I understand. yeah because it's so Answer. awesome you have to involve people yeah. you have to be kind of personal but you don't want to give it all <laughs> you know sure. you, you still want to have personal life <laughs> yeah so i think yeah story story is great i will think about it maybe i'll try it. no i tried them but and i have been quite consistent with stories six months ago mm-hmm. but what happened uh life life happened yeah. but that's an excuse if I have to be honest, it that's is an, an excuse. excuse. Yeah. yeah, it is. If I have to be honest, I can do it. I, but I, I'm finding an excuse for myself. I think what I love most about them is tricky. that they're gone 24 hours and they're gone. I yeah. love that. Yeah. And it's the same cool. it, It's the same with your presentation. I think whatever is going to be amazing, people will remember the best part of it. People yeah. won't remember all of it. So that's even true. if you have prepared like six months for this... People will remember it if it was a real story. So you story boys. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Here we are at the end of the episode, episode number two of season two, uh, where we talked about and where we talked with Virginia, why, about <laughs> the connection points between fashion photography and presentations. Um, there's, surely, there's surely a lot more uh, to be said on the topic. Right? And I can tell, I can say so much more. So much more. Yeah. So we may get you back here oh that's at some point because i think that we had one more point to cover but that's for yeah let's leave it for the other one we can ask the people we can ask the people if they want to see me do another one yeah they can leave us a review or just shoot us an email that's awesome sure so yeah uh let's say that if you have any questions or want to know more about the things we are already we talked about you can just shoot of us course. an email, write us a comment, wherever you see that podcast being shared. Leave a comment, leave a review. Let us know if we have to invite Virginia again. And let's see what's Come going on, to guys, say <laughs> it. Let's go to see what, how the audience will react. So much pressure on me right now. <laughs> <laughs> In the meantime, you can visit our website. It's 356labs and not 365labs. Sorry for that one, but 356labs.com. Uh, if you want to learn more about presentations and tell us who else maybe you want us to invite into this new format that we are having we have quite some other interesting guests coming up very soon i would say that people from the world of body language are also coming that are absolute rock stars maybe we should reach out to stefan vera from germany also i think you will like it so thank you everyone for listening and in case you found this episode to be useful Subscribe to this podcast and why, ne- why not even leave us a review on iTunes or share it with a friend if you think that this person or that group of people will like it and will take something from that episode. So thanks again for being with us and see you all soon. Thank you so much for having me here. Hope I'll come back after the comments and <laughs> reviews. <laughs> we'll see. Thank you, guys. Bye.